0: Welcome to News Jacuzzi, a whirlpool of news and information for curious kids. And adults. <laughs> I'm your host, Leela Shoshanka Prigat. And I'm Lindy Prickett. This week, all eyes are on the United States of America as voting closes and counting is underway for the big general election have reports from the capital Washington DC the battleground states of Florida and Texas and an analysis from California we'll even tell you what battleground and swing state actually means but that's not all We'll also have a dose of Environment Meets Tech News, hearing how the wind from dirty cars is being harnessed for clean energy, why the City of Angels is celebrating two monumental sporting championships, and another election that's barking mad.
1: First up is, of course, the... The The Big
0: News Story
1: of the Week. Americans have exercised their democratic power voting in the big general election.
0: Well, if you were just like me, you might think that this election is just for the U.S.
1: president. But nope. Yeah, the big job of president gets all the attention. But actually, there are a lot of politicians, or lawmakers as they're also called, up for election. So let's go to the capital of the U.S. That would be Washington, D.C. To hear more from our reporter. That would be Andy Tidwell. (laughs)
2: Indeed. Over to you, Andy. Thanks, Leela. You're right. A lot of people think this election is just about the fight between Democrat Joe Biden challenging Republican Donald Trump, who is the current U.S. president. But they aren't the only candidates in the ring. America's Congress is divided into two groups of lawmakers, the Senate and the House of Representatives. All 435 representatives are also up for election, along with 35 Senate seats. So there's a lot of counting to do. And this year is super unusual because of COVID-19. Usually, the majority of people vote on Election Day, but not this year. More than half of all the ballots were cast early, either through mailing or dropping off ballots, or going to special election booths set up early. This was to stop big crowds forming on Election Day during a pandemic. But since many ballots have been sent in the mail... They will take time to arrive and be counted. So it might be a while before we know who the winners are. From Washington, D.C., I'm Andy Tidwell for Newsy Jacuzzi. Thanks for that report, Andy. So
1: Andy's parents voted with what's known as absentee ballots in the mail. But now let's go down south of D.C. to our reporter, Chaska Power who also
0: happens to be the co-host of the great book review podcast, Book Power for Kids.
1: Yep, with his two sisters. They live in Florida, and Chaska got to go with his parents to vote in person, the old-fashioned way, on a paper ballot in a voting booth that was opened a few weeks early. Did they have to stand in line for hours
0: and hours and hours like so many people had to? Let's find out.
1: Take it away, Chaska.
3: Frankly, I was expecting there to be hordes, or loads of early voters stretched around the building, along with overworked poll workers acting disgruntled and grumpy. What I got was a pleasant surprise. The atmosphere at our local early voting center, a gym and aquatic center, could only be described as friendly. The gymnasium was filled with voting booths. Across America, they come in different forms, from small simple computers to paper ballots that get scanned, like here in Florida. More than half of all the voters here in Florida cast their ballots early. So maybe that's why things were so chill. Florida is a really important state in the election. More often than not, whoever wins Florida ends up winning the presidency. Watching my parents vote was super interesting. Kids got a yellow ballot with made-up pun names to practice filling in the bubbles next to their preferred candidate and depositing the ballots in the voting machine, which was fun. Can't wait till I vote for real, though. From Kissimmee, Florida, I'm Chaska Power, reporting for Newsy Jacuzzi.
1: Thanks, Chaska. He wasn't kidding when he said Florida was quite a battleground state. Do you know what I mean by battleground? Yeah, they're really fighting it out. Yes, not a real battle, of course, thank goodness, but it means winning in those places is super important to winning the whole election. You could also call it a swing state, and do you know what that is?
0: I take it it doesn't mean Jula or Swings on the playground. <laughs>
1: no, but like Swings, it could easily sway either for Trump or for Biden. And Texas is another Swing state, but it didn't used to be. And for more on that, we're going to the capital
0: of Texas to hear from Olivia Mitchell, who's no ordinary eight-year-old.
1: She's one of Austin's youngest and busiest block walkers. What's that,
0: you ask? Tell us more, Olivia. We're very, very interested.
4: Next up.
5: Well, it started when my mom took me to a campaign rally last year. Good things happen when good people get involved in
4: politics, and good politics happen when good people get involved.
5: I really like the buzz and excitement. I said I wanted to help get the candidate elected and get more people out to vote. Well, trust me. My parents took that very seriously.
1: Alright, let's go.
5: And so we started going on block walks.
1: Hey y'all.
5: To get people registered to vote. That means we walked house to house, leaving leaflets on people's Can doors.
1: Just put this here? Not
5: just for our candidate, but also just to encourage people to vote. Because of the pandemic, we couldn't knock on doors and talk to people. Which was okay with me.
0: Wow, that sounds so cool, Olivia. I wish I could go on block walks now.
5: Well. I'll be honest. The first half hour was kind of fun, but the rest of the time it felt a bit like hard work. Sometimes I just wanted to play with my Legos, but Texas is a very important state. For years, it has been a red state, and that means it mostly votes for Republicans. But this year, Donald Trump and his Republican Party are worried because Texas could go blue. Either way, I'm glad my block walking is over for this election. My mom says I'll be proud of the part I've played by the time I'm 12 or 13. More people have voted early then than the total amount of people who voted in the last election. Yay! Just goes to show, sometimes your Legos can wait. In Austin, Texas, I'm
0: Olivia Mitchell, reporting for Newsy Jacuzzi. Well, I think that sounds awesome, Olivia. Now I want to go on some block walks. Though, just maybe for half an hour at a time.
1: (laughs) Well, there are elections happening in India all the time, though voter turnout here is super high compared to the United States. There's
0: always room for improvement. That's true. Now, for our final take on the U.S. election, let's hear from Porter Robbins in California.
1: Which, of course, is on the West Coast, and so was one of the last states to vote. How does it look like
4: things are going to shape up, Porter? Well... Like everywhere else, people have been voting in record-breaking numbers here on the West Coast. California generally votes for blue, the Democrats, but that doesn't mean everyone. A lot of people in the rural areas are diehard Trump supporters. Some wish they could have a separate state because they feel like their votes would be stronger that way. It could be a while before the official winner is announced, but what is clear is that America is pretty divided. Sometimes it seems like people aren't choosing political parties or how they want their state to operate but are just picking their favorite football team and shout and boo at the other side. And that's kind of okay in football because it's just a game. But when it comes to running a country and living alongside each other, it seems a little wacky to me. One thing is for certain America will need to do a lot of kiss and makeup, or at least try to hear what the other side is saying, if it really wants to be great again. In California, I'm Porter Robbins for Newsy Jacuzzi. Thanks a lot,
1: Porter. And to all the other reporters across America who've helped bring us this story. Well, as Newsy Jacuzzi gets ready to post this weekly episode, it's too soon to declare a winner. Because it's a super-duper close race, and all the mail-in ballots will have to be counted properly. But one thing is for certain. This election is a win for democracy, with more people voting this year than in the last 100 years.
0: What's that? I'll tell you what, that's the halftime bell, which means it's time to hear what's making news around the rest of the world. Hold on tight, it's around, around the, the world, world in 80 seconds.
1: seconds.
0: Whoa,
4: hold tight.
1: The World Health Organization says governments face another critical moment for action as Europe and North Africa sees COVID 19 surge. Britain, Germany, France, and Italy are once again turning to lockdowns to try and get the disease under control. The health crisis in the U.S. is also deepening, and India's capital, New Delhi, has seen the highest single-day rise of patients testing positive. The Philippines is being hit by ferocious Typhoon Ghani. It's the 18th storm this year and proving to be the most powerful. Over a million people have evacuated the area. Hurricane Etta hits land in the Central American country of Nicaragua. It's the 12th Atlantic hurricane of the year and is expected to bring catastrophic winds, flash flooding and landslides across the region this week. And thanks to new technology and an underwater robot called Sebastian, a massive new coral reef has been discovered in Australia's Great Barrier Reef as part of an underwater mapping project. At 500 meters, or about 1,600 feet, it's taller than Malaysia's Petronas Towers and much taller than the Empire State Building.
0: Thanks so for that whiz around the world. Busy week for news, I say. And now for a
1: breezier story.
0: It's time for... Technology News.
1: Technology, Technology News. Tech news. Remember we did a story on air pollution a little while ago? We talked about cars being one of the biggest causes of poor air because they spit out a lot of... harmful gases. (laughs) But what if we could use all that heavy traffic to do some good for the environment by powering wind turbines?
0: What?! Okay, first of all, what's a wind turbine again?
1: (laughs) Uh, Modern-day windmills, you know, like those big, gigantic fans that you see out in the countryside or at sea. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. And because the blades are so high up in the sky, where it's super windy, they move and move. And move and move and move. And that movement creates energy which can be harnessed or trapped to create electricity yay and without burning anything or
0: polluting the air. Yep it's
1: super clean.
0: But um what does this have to do with dirty old
6: cars?
1: Well I think we should go to our tech correspondent Jackson Hosking in England to give us the lowdown.
6: Have you ever felt that gush of wind when you're standing on the pavement and a car races past? Now think about how much wind is created by lots of cars racing past on a busy highway. Imagine how that wind could power many wind turbines. No need to imagine, a clever businessman in England, Barry Thompson, and the company he heads up, Alpha 311, have done just that. They have invented smaller wind turbines that can be attached to lamp posts along busy highways and motorways and they say that the wind created by cars speeding past can generate enough electricity to power those streetlights. The inventors believe that eventually, with enough lamppost turbines in place, they could generate enough electricity for a whole village to use. And here's another positive to their wind power invention. The wind turbines can be attached to lampposts that are already in place along many busy roads, so no need to build big structures to make it work. This is Jackson Hosking reporting from England for Newsy Jacuzzi. Thanks for that breezy bit of good
0: news for cars, Jackson. I can't wait to see these traffic turbines in action. When we're ever gonna be able to fly on a plane and get to England again.
1: One day, one day.
0: Okay, let's go back to California. Back to Porter Robbins, because
4: <laughs> I'll be ready to play ball!
0: Sports news! So you may know that Los Angeles is Spanish for the
1: Angels. I do. That's why Los Angeles is known as the City of Angels.
0: But right now it would be more correct to call it the City of Champions. Why? Let's
4: go back to Porter and LA for more. You're right, Leela. We are the City of Champions. First basketball, now baseball. In the middle of October, the LA Lakers beat the Miami Heat in the sixth game of the NBA Finals. And what a turnaround that was. Their triumph comes after four years of being at the bottom of the league. Then, as if that victory wasn't enough, our baseball team, the Los Angeles Dodgers, knocked it out of the park also. For the first time in 32 years, the Dodgers won the World Series beating the Tampa Bay Rays in the sixth game of the World Series. I know, I know, why do they call it the World Series when only America plays? It just makes us feel good, I guess. But still, you can imagine the boost this double win has given the city of Angels during these stressful times. Full of pride in Los Angeles, I'm Porter Robbins for Newsy Jacuzzi.
1: Thanks, Porter, and I believe that's the first time since 1988 that both Major League teams have won their championships in the same year. Yay,
0: LA! Step right step up, step right up, right up right
1: step up. Right, right up. Have go a go
0: of the machine, the lucky machine. What's it, What's it going to today, today eh? An oddball, no doubt. An oddball, No doubt. Well, what do you know? There's another election in the U.S. What? Well, this is the oddball story chosen by our lucky dip machine, so don't expect too many of the hard facts and figures. But a little of this. And
1: this. Um, okay?
0: Once upon a time. Just a few days ago, a cat owner from Oakland, San Francisco got so fed up with the general election. You know, the super duper important one we've just been covering.
1: The one that's got families divided and neighbors arguing over the political signs they put up in their lawns? That's the one. Well, this woman decided her San Francisco street needed
0: a little distraction. <coughs> So she took a picture of her cat, Wally, and made the cat her very own political sign, saying,
1: Re-elect Wally as mayor of 55th Street.
0: (laughs) Never mind cats can't be mayors. Her neighbors quickly joined in the fun and started making signs for their pets to be elected mayor. Like the humans who kept 11-year-old Tabby the cat Whose slogan was change meow? Meow. Well, dog lovers on the 55th Street were having none of this. The humans of dog Mimi had her slogan as sure bark when it matters. And there was one more. A six-year-old pit bull mix called Macy had a sign with the slogan keep Oakland rough. <laughs> Okay, so it was mainly an exercise to teach the local kids a thing or two about democracy and how elections work. But we're happy to report, in this election, no one fought like cats and dogs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's hope the same will be said about the real election now that it's over.
0: Time to kiss a makeup, up America! <laughs>
1: And it's time to wrap up the podcast with
4: the the top top five five
1: facts heard today. today. Fab fact number one.
0: The United States of America's Congress is divided in two groups of lawmakers, the Senate and the House of Representatives.
1: Fab fact number two. A battleground state in an election is one that's so important, winning it could mean winning the whole election, while a swing state is a state that easily could sway either way for the two main candidates. Fab fact number three
0: on a block walk is when people walk door to door handing out leaflets and talking to people either about a candidate, a political party, or the importance of voting.
1: Fab fact number four. Wind turbines are modern windmills, which look like gigantic fans, usually in the countryside or at sea, with blades so high up in the sky where it's windy, they move round and round, creating energy which can be turned into electricity. Fab Fact Number Five.
0: Balls, Los Angeles Dodgers, and basketballs, L.A. Lakers, have both won championships this year—the first time since
4: 1988.
0: And that brings us to the end of this episode of Newsy Jacuzzi. If you enjoyed this step in the whirlpool of news and information, then do subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, give us a good rating, or better still, leave us a review, and we'll read it out loud next week. Or, if you want to get in touch more privately, visit our website and leave us a note, www.newsijacuzzi.com See you next week in the Newsy
4: Jacuzzi.